Howdy, hobos. I am so happy that you're here right now. And it's not just because we have an amazing guest, although that is a main, the main reason I'm happy for you, but it's, there's also, I'm just so, it's just so cool that we're here right now together, sharing energy in, a com in completely different times and on, on completely different points of the space-time continuum. Yep, here we are. And in a minute, we're going to be joined around the camp virtual campfire by Chris Gruden, and all three of us will be here. And it's just so cool. I don't, I don't even know. It's just, it's just such a cool thing that happens. And I'm, I'm happy to share it with you. Uh, who am I? I'm Mark. I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. All right, so this version of the, or this episode of the virtual campfire is special. Uh, Chris Gruden's an old friend. We go back several years. He's been on several past episodes of the Virtual Campfire. You should go back and listen to all of them. He was on episode 17, 22, 24, and 39, and now 61. Um, how do you listen to those? It's really easy. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud and search for Open Lines Radio, and then there's a playlist for the Virtual Campfire. They're all right there, every Virtual Campfire episode, except there's a couple lost episodes. Uh, they're, they're lost. Uh, or another way you can do it is you can go to, you can, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, that's probably the best way to do it. Then everybody wins and you help us keep things going. Uh, you go to Patreon slash Open Lines Radio, uh, or you just click the link in our bio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. And, um, or go to the website, www.openlinesradio.com and click the link there and go to Patreon and support us on Patreon. It's two bucks a month. All of the virtual campfire episodes are there as well. Just search for the hashtag virtual campfire. Bam. And here's what else you get on Patreon that you only get on Patreon. There, there are also early, early episodes of the very first iteration of Hobo Safe Camp, the podcast from back in 2014, back before I was ever on Instagram. Um, they're kind of just these random interviews I did with people that I put an ad out on Craigslist and people actually called in and talked to me. So those are going up on Patreon. They're going to be on Patreon only. So support us. It's two bucks a month. That's less than half of a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So go there. There's also other podcasts that are only available there. So anyway, today we're talking to Chris. You can find him on Instagram at Al McGrath. And I recommend you go follow him on, on Instagram because he does these uh, Instagram stories and he does these videos um, that have that where he's talking and he's got his music uh, in the background. And fuck, man, they're amazing. They're so amazing and they're uplifting and they get me going when I see them. And right when I'm feeling like I can't be feeling any more blah or the world is just shit, a new one gets posted and instantly I'm like, all right elevated let's get this going let's get to work let's make some shit happen so that's what you're going to want to do and connect with him connect with me at uh, tincan.telephone on instagram and connect with open lands radio we did that all right I, th I think that's about it let's do this thing we talked for quite a while it gets kind of deep so i probably don't want to talk too much here I want to just jump into it. All right. So let's do it. Let's jump into it. Friends, newcomers, old listeners, first-time listeners, long-time listeners. <sighs> Pick up that tin can telephone. Put it up to your ear. Pull it tight so that that string that stretches across galaxies through other dimensions, wraps itself around source, comes all the way back and joins us here, connects us together. Listen to these words. Chris, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. 
ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. I see that I see the world having four different types of people, and this is currently. 5,000 years ago, 100 years ago, all across the timeline of humanity, there's four types of people. There's a person who's in the embryo. There's a person who's in the fetus stage. There's a person moving through the birth canal. There's a person who's been born. And I think there's a very small percentage of, of the people who are born, let's say three to 5%. And then most of us are in the fetus stage embryo stage and, and some are in the birth canal and that metaphor of of um the womb essentially and, and birthing is for consciousness and and i believe that addicts and people dealing with with um mental health issues are people who are in the birth canal yeah and um anyone who's dealing with addiction or severe um, mental health issues are on the cusp of an awakening and what's happening right now with whatever you want to call it, COVID and, and the, this whole momentum that's taking place is the birth canal is kind of, has gotten constricted and it's tighter and, and it's hard, harder to make it through that awakening. But um, if the way I see it, if you've done the work in the last year, you are elevating, you know, but it's just, not a lot of us have done the work, you know, so yeah, yeah, um, the pressure's real right now, dude, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, and then there's also there's not a lot of uh um hope really for the future, I don't think it's it's people who who did get time off of work were realizing how a lot of people anyway how how their job was really bullshit, and the thought of going back to work. You know, another, like just that's got to be something that people are, are dealing with and, and kind of this, this, like, like everyone like says they want things to go back to normal, but do we really? Like, that's almost more hopeless to me than anything yeah. is like, oh, we're going back to normal. <laughs> you know, like, can't we, can't we learn from this and, and do something different going forward? Yeah. I mean, to throw that word around normal is just kind of a mind fuck in itself. Like, there's no normal really anymore and they they like to say the new normal which is just like a fucking brainwashing tactic in my opinion yeah isn't every second the new normal every, every moment 100 percent. i love that yeah i mean that is a, you know that that is a, that, that is an interesting thing like where is the hope you know but um every single moment is a new moment like we we live in a world as human beings where we scramble for closure. Like if we don't have closure, we're like extremely uncomfortable and, and closure in terms of understanding. But we live in a world that is, the universe is designed not of closure, but of openture. And it's constant opening and everything is eternal. So to get stuck on the thing that, oh, that closed, I lost that that no longer is the way it is, that person passed on, so on and so forth, that relationship died. It is not the way to look at it. You know, it's, it's, it's the open shirt, it's the becoming, it's the creation that's constantly there for you, which I'm not gonna sit here and say it, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy to see that in the midst of all of this fabricated shit that's happening, but, um, if you can center yourself and see where can I create, where can I become, I think there'll be a little hope because we still have the capacity to lay forward something of becoming, something of creation. And I think the, the, the hope in that is laying down creation and becoming in realms of helping people. Yeah. 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 I don't really know how else to see it, you know, like, let's get, let's fucking all get home together. Like, it, it, yeah, it's an interesting trip right now for sure. But I think that's the thing. And you made an interesting point where it's like, you, if you've been doing the work, you're, you're elevating. And I think 
that's you kind of have to do the work for hope too. You have to create your own hope because I think we're all, and 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 you know, I think maybe even the Obama presidency helped make this like suddenly this this word hope became this thing where that we waited for other people to give to us or or the government was providing hope or or hope was going to come and hope really has to come from within mm -hmm. right like you have to create your own next moment yeah. instead of waiting for that thing to happen yeah that's crystal clear right now in regards to who's going to give you that hope who's going to give you that vehicle of uh expanding your life and and living out your dreams and living out your per the government i mean i it's i'm, I'm not going to bash the government right now i'm not going to bash the systems that that may be but um i, I try to have these conversations very i try to tread lightly because i don't you know want to offend anybody but um well, we can. T we don't have to go. We don't have to talk politics, but but we there we there is still kind of this dependence that is ingrained in us. It's what's learned that the government is what helps us. The government is what pro the government provides. It's. I think. I think you. I was reading or listening, watching one of your um, Instagram stories where you were talking about how the government is like the father, and the people are like the children. Was that you? Um, I think it I was. I don't know. I think it. it... <laughs> and and and. And, and, and that, and maybe it was something different, but it was like, or not the father, but the parent. Mm -hmm. And at, at some point you, you reach this point where you're like, as an adult, you know, more than the parent or as much as the parent. And suddenly, and that, that has to be reconciled as well, where, where we're not depending on, depending on that parent anymore. That's a beautiful metaphor. And where I see the most changes and within those changes friction and tension is between the generational gap um between millennials and, and the baby boomer generation like I, i'm in contact pretty closely with my father right now and like we get into these really deep kind of like reality rifts where like i bring him like my reality and then he brings his reality forth and like we kind of debate and we kind of you know consciously and aware we, we, we apply this awareness to this debate and kind of argument and um that generation is still very much so the child of of the government of the of those forces and when i say the child there's still a trust in that in that foundation of the government and here we are the millennials the, the x the y generation where we're like there's no substance of truth in anything that's being delivered to us. So I think that is the mechanism of, that's the catalyst for, we're creating our own hope. We're going to create our own momentum, our own becoming, our own creation, because we cannot place it in the hands of that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, one day last week, it seemed, I don't know what, what was going on in, in the world, but it seemed like everybody was having a shitty day. Everyone that I came into contact was kind of grumpy and scowly and how are you doing? Just kind of them. Eh. And so I decided that I was going to be over the top happy <laughs> and, and it was pissing people off. It was pissing <laughs> off these grumpy people. Even, even Holly called me during the day and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, why are you so happy? And it's like, I've just decided to be happy because fuck all of you all, you know, I can't let y'all bring me down. I'll be like, everyone's pissed off that I'm happy. But in the end, and by the end of the day, everybody kind of comes around. So like that, that's like, it's contagious. So just, you just have to start doing it, you know, but you have, sometimes it takes this conscious effort. Yeah. 100%. Like that's what I've noticed. I've had this conversation. It was yesterday where it's like the new cool is to be depressed and pissed and angry. And, and if you're happy, you're like insensitive and weird. And I'm going to be completely honest, like throughout this shift since March, I've been on the up. I've been extremely optimistic. I've been extremely forward moving and it, it, it's just whatever. That's where I am on my path. That's where I've been led to, to, to move forward in, in optimistic states of mind. And it's extremely weird to interact with people yeah. because it's like, do I show that? Do I, do I express that? Like I, I jump, I jump on to these, these calls, these like, um, these healing circles and these, these just support calls. 
and um, everyone is just like fucking rocked by what's going on and really sad. And I'm just like, oh, do I like need to lower my vibration and, and my state of mind to like adapt to this right now? And it's just this um, dialing in of, I guess, my confidence to be my authentic expression and my authentic mood and exactly who I am. And I think if we bring that positivity, we're only going to uplift people, you know, and it's just uh, navigating this controlled opposition that's unfolding, which has been the, the most eye-opening thing through all of this, the, the design of, again, everything is kind of working against us in terms of its design to create anger, confusion, an opposition and navigating that duality that's been implemented so systematically. Um, this whole thing of being neutral, being unbiased, being impartial in the face of duality for me is like the pinnacle of this trip right now is the pinnacle of the human experience because yeah, exactly. that's like, Bringing exactly. the head and the yeah, bringing the head and the heart together. What? What? Let, let's be fucking real here. All the problems in the world are first and foremost based in the disconnect between the head and the heart. Duality, essentially, you know that that's the, the byproduct of that. And then, secondary, all the problems in the world right now are due to the toxicity of the male ego. So, I mean, so the first issue at hand, the disconnect between the head and the heart, like. Do you have the capacity to hold a dualistic, I'm sorry, hold a neutral, unbiased approach to opposition, to a different belief, to a different um, narrative than you? Or are you going to get pissed off and angry when someone delivers a, a belief that's different than yours? That's, that's the... That's the medicine right there. That's, that's the capacity of your love that's going to get you through yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so it's basically delivering your truth, the other person delivering their truth because they're both, they're both truth. You know, the, 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 the beliefs on both sides are both truth. They both hold their special place in the multiverse. They, they both hold their special place within the collective consciousness and to receive them and then hold them in this kind of suspended place and see them oh, okay they're just simply two sides of the story because if you if, if you want to go down that rabbit hole of conspiracy you want to go down that rabbit hole of like oh what is really going on what you're going to find is it's always both it's always both oh there's this thing that's terrible Th these are the facts this is this blah 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 it's always both oh trump is a terrible president who's racist and um out to lunch egomaniac Oh, but he's also this guy who's doing all this really amazing work for the world behind the scenes. And that's just one really basic example. What I'm saying is like everything that's brought to the table now, that's a problem, always has this kind of like two-sided thing to it. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, it's, it's interesting that you're saying that because I, I think your, your Instagram stories that you've been posting um they're really great and i wrote i know this one's you because i actually wrote this down as a um uh not a reaction but uh, uh I, I kind of agree i agree not actually i was agreeing with you but just just wanted to add so you you were you did you had your one that was about unlearning mm. and and people should go to your instagram page at almagraph and watch these but you were talking about how you should unlearn something every day Mm. And I wrote this down. I'm going to read it <laughs> um, exactly what I wrote down. Uh, don't you have to learn something to unlearn something? Maybe we need to learn shit so we can take it apart and see why it does work. You have to have balance, good and bad. So you have to know the bad to understand the good. The problem is people learn the bullshit and they never unlearn it. It's only going halfway. And you have to be able to, in, in life learn stuff and be willing to unlearn stuff and sometimes you have to learn things just to understand that it's shitty you know yeah 
Yeah, it's, but the, oh man, I mean, the, 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 again, I'm going to use that word controlled opposition that's being delivered is so eye opening. And because I'm going to go back to that thing, it's always both. Like, like, because I'm going to drop this, you know, I'm going to try to really express this properly. Like reality, I almost want to go out on the, on a, on a, on a limb and say, there's no such thing as truth anymore. And a lot of people will be like, wait, what the fuck does that mean? Well, what does that mean? Um, Gene Bouillard, he, he had this theory of, this was in the eighties where he said, and, and Terrence McKenna was like a huge supporter of this guy. He's a, he's a French philosopher and he brought to the table that there is no such thing as truth anymore. The only thing that we have now is, um, dominant theory. How, how dominant is your theory? And we lost truth in the midst of an information and misinformation overload through television. Back in the eighties, it was just television. Now it's like on another level with the internet and everyone having a fucking computer. Yeah. yeah. Well, in academia and, 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 and even in science, even in science, they don't, they, have, they, they come up with a theory that they agree on and they refuse to look outside of that theory when other truths present themselves. 100%. Yeah. So you kind of know what I'm talking about. That's a hard pill to swallow, especially yeah. for any like spiritual seeker or any, you know, like anyone who, who's like comes with that heart centered thing of like, Oh, the truth, my truth, your truth, yeah. the truth of God consciousness, the cr truth of Christ conscious, you know, so on and so forth. So it's like to say there's no, tr no such thing as truth seems like a very, nihilist thing but i'm I, i'm saying that there's no truth in terms of the egocentric mind of saying this is how it is but what do you mean that's how it is like i have friends who who are neck deep in conspiracy videos and they say this is they watch the videos and say this is how it is i'm like what do you mean that that's how it is how what where's the proof people watch cnn this is how it is that's the truth so there's no longer this element of truth. If we really want to talk about like truth, I think truth now is a feeling. Reality is a feeling. Like what, 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 what do you feel in your heart? I don't mean to get all fucking soft core right now, but that, that's <laughs> essentially like what we are being cornered into to navigating with is our heart. But but that's like, a problem too, because I mean, even that, even different perspectives are going to have different, you know, and, and I guess it, that's where it gets kind of um, difficult to label things good and bad is, is w when somebody else has a completely opposite feeling in their heart and w in the same circumstances, um, th that's I think where arguments go. But I mean, you, you still have to go farther back and see why those truths evolved to become those truths or perceived truths. I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, the, the rawness of the, uh, each person's experience is bringing an own, their own perception of truth, which is true for the person believing it. So it's, it's, a, it's this just yes. fascinating multi-dimensional thing of, of what is real, what is not real. But I think the only way, to be able to navigate this for me, this is what I've come to this, you know, no one has to subscribe to this, but what has helped me understand this again, controlled opposition that's being delivered to us is to see the other person. This person comes to you with some wacko belief that is just not on the terms of the conduciveness of the wellness of humanity in any way whatsoever, whatever it may be, just something that you do not agree with. You think to yourself, like, what source of pain are they feeling now? What source of pain that did they feel in their past that led them to establish this harsh, rigid belief? And also, take it a step further, how is this harsh, rigid belief allowing them to survive right now. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's, that's it, yeah. where I soften a little bit. That's where I start to soften. And I'm like, Oh my God, this person is 
so racist, so awful, so hateful, but they're surviving. They don't know what the fuck is going on right now. They're, they're, they're scared, they're, they're confused, and they're surviving in some way. I mean, is what they're doing right? Is what they believe right? No, but they're, they're trying to navigate this accordingly and trying to stay afloat. And there is, again, some source of pain that was brought onto them transgenerationally to be the way they are. So to acknowledge those things, just even for like a split second, you can soften just a little bit and be like, okay, like I, I see you. Thank you for your reflection. Um, I hope you get home accordingly. You know, I hope you get home safely and that's it. And when I say home, I mean the heart. And I, it, it's just been this kind of perpetual lesson of like coming back into your heart. The biggest test right now, because like the essence of our heart is kind of dimming where we are right now in, in history. And it has to dim for it to fully expand and radiate and um there's so much more yeah i like what you're saying about it about the heart and so if you if you take what you were saying earlier that there is no truth then really what we're all trying to find is just balance and center mm -hmm. and so whatever you believe your truth to be if it's causing you distress you know and, and you're not feeling centered like that's where you have the control to change the truth, I guess, or, or our truth uh, or whatever it is to change the narrative to something that is. And I think what you're seeing is at least in, in, in America where there's two sides, always two sides against each other, you're seeing each person has their, or each side has their own truth and neither one of them feel good. Neither, neither one of them are feeling anything in their heart. And, and that's where mm -hmm. like fear and, and then that's where the control is coming in and make, cause once people feel at peace, how do you control them? And once people learn how to, to, to get to that point. So it's, it's, it's more about keeping a population in fear. And that's, that's where you start to feel for people because you, you can see how people who are so adamant and angry just have no, it's like, they just, how can you find some peace? Like what, what's it going to take to give you some peace? Cause you just see them feeding on fear. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the game we're playing right now is, um, navigating that fear and, and being compassionate in, in the face of that fear, you know, of people locked into that fear. Um, because I've, mo I've most definitely caught myself getting frustrated in, in people's fear in, in terms of like, Hey, wake up. Like, that's not a thing you're, you need to be afraid of. Like you can actually continue living your life and be happy and well, you don't have to be concerned about that. Um, but again, there's, there's a lot of different levels to it and a lot of, um, outdated perspectives and trusts and, in, in the establishment above us, you know? So it's, um, it's just that compassion, you know, and, and, and that whole thing about there not being any truth. That's just a theory. I, I, I do believe in a certain fabric of truth, but I, I think truth has been so manipulated and distorted yeah. that it's a, it's a rarity and it's, it's something that's hard to dial into. Well, I think people have stopped seeking truth and, and they've just given into uh, the, the written narrative and this is the way it is. And, and once you stop seeking truth, that's what truth is. Truth has died. It's still there. Or I guess, but it's just not. We're just not tapping into it anymore. We're just we've just we've just assumed that this 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 truth that's been dictated to us is the truth. So there's this big thing that I've adopted lately is of earning your knowledge. How are you earning your knowledge? I like Especially that. in this day and age where it's like internet based, technological based. Like we have so much information at our fingertips which is beautiful but it's also crippling so there's this whole thing of like how are you earning your knowledge exactly are you watching a youtube video and going out telling people about it and basically like regurgitating what you heard someone else express in a book youtube video whatever it may be or are you actually going out into the world and cross-checking the things that you've learned in that video 
you know, like someone tells you that this spiritual path, this spiritual practice is the way to go. Are you just going to hop on it and say like, this is, this is the way to go. This is, are you going to apply it, feel it in your heart, drop in with the community, really reflect on your experience and what you are gaining from it, then make a decision if it's the way to go. And it's just, it's the earning of your knowledge. And when it comes to this, um, this COVID narrative, it's like, what are you doing here? Are you, are you just watching CNN? Are you just watching conspiracy videos and saying, that's how it is? Or are you actually going out? Like, I, th- this is my trip. I go out into the world. I've, I've, I've heard millions of different things about this. I'm like, okay, like, I, I don't know what, which one it is. This is fucking confusing and, and, and painful to hear all these things. I'm not going to believe any of it. I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to talk to doctors. I'm going to talk to nurses. I'm going to talk to techs because I've worked in many hospitals so I can like actually go out and like talk to these people. And I asked them, what's going on in there? What's going on in the hospitals? What are you guys experiencing? Tell me. And they tell me. I go out into Los Angeles, one of the biggest metropolises near me. And I observe the people walking around. I go outside the hospitals. I observe what's going on outside the hospitals. You know what I mean? It's, I, I talk to people who've contracted the virus. I talk to people who know people have contracted the virus. I get firsthand information. And in that regard, that's an earning of our knowledge. And, and this applies to all facets of life. This isn't, this doesn't have to be the COVID narrative. Like, you know, if, if you want to, you know, expand on art or cooking or fucking whatever it is, like go out into the world and, and do it, immerse yourself in it. And I think that's what technological age has, has created a big discord between us and the world. Between so we become us. lazy in our seeking. 100%. That goes back to your whole thing of like, we've stopped seeking truth because we don't care about the process of earning our knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge issue. Well, it's just, yeah, just, it, 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 it's easy to, it's easy to just buy into a theory and then never test it again. And, 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 and I don't think that truth is, does not exist, but I do believe truth is ever evolving. And that's where it gets dangerous is when people find in the moment and then stick to that truth going forward and don't ever allow themselves to let a, a, a truth go when new evidence has presented that the truth has now changed. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. The truth changes 100% as, as we move through time. So like, like and these, and these truths that we do cling to no longer exist because that time has passed or maybe they do. Maybe you start talking about time. It gets really kind of crazy because it's like, if it's, if time doesn't exist then what's the past and what's the future and even what's the now. Yeah. It's just these staggered, timelines these multiple this multiplicity of of timelines that we're kind of like drawing in from the past future and present um which is like i'm no specialty i'm no specialist in that but um i've seen glimpses of it and it's just like wow okay like this this ties into the whole reality creation and manifesting avenue of, of our existence of, um, and I think, I think truth can be weaved into that. Like what, what truth are you creating? Because we can create our own truth, you know, as long as it's, it's compatible and cohesive with the greater good. Um, and I think this whole COVID narrative has created a huge, window into like the many um variables and the many pitfalls and the many opportunities to expand within reality creation be a creator because um it's all a wash right now reality and truth is just has been scrambled to the point where like our heads are spinning and if you can center yourself and if you've done the work there is this tremendously expansive fertile ground to create the reality you've always wanted because everyone is all is everyone is focused in on one thing right now. The attention has been put on this one thing. And everyone's looking at in that direction. And you can look in this other direction and fucking put your head down and work. 
and create the reality you've always wanted, you've always deserved. That's, that's what I'm seeing. And that, that, those are the messages I've been brought very strongly. But um, can you fucking pull your fucking face away from your phone long enough to do that? Can you pull your fucking mind away from the crazy narratives floating around in the atmosphere right now? I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's your call, you know? Um, and just exist in the world. Just exist in the world. Just exist in the wave pool. Someone, someone um, used that, that metaphor of oh, this is a wave pool that we're in. What, what, how are you approaching the waves right now? You know, are you trying to change the waves? Are you trying to punch the waves? Are you trying to control the waves? Because there's no way, because there's, there's a group of 10 men controlling those waves. So what, what, how are you going to find your flow state within those waves? Because there's no changing those waves, really. That, and that's the, the terms I'm coming to with right now. It's like, this agenda, bro, is going to unfold, and there's no stopping it. Right. And, and so just get, get used to it. And this isn't, a, this isn't a matter of, like, going out and protesting. This isn't a matter of, like, posting your opinion and your anger on Instagram. It's not going to do anything. So waste no. the time. It's happening. You know, it's, it's happening. It's, a, it's, a, it's going yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a game of adaptation. And it's a game of um, showing others how to adapt. Right, right. I don't, I don't really right. see it any other way, you know? Right, and it's, and it's not too late. I, I don't think so. We, it's never too late. There's always, I'm going to use that word, hope. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, well, you know, we were talking before I hit record, and I was telling you how uh, when, when the whole quarantine thing started and I was still working, I was kind of uh, jealous because, like, I thought if I had just had some free time, I could, all the things I would do with that free time. And then um, in hindsight, now looking back, I know I never would have done any of them. I would have just pissed that time away. And and, and I feel blessed now because I'm at a – I kind of – you know, you feel, I still – even working and still out in the world, it was a weird fucking time, man. And and, and, and there is the, this new normal that we you know that's happening. You and, and the new normal is just, I guess, as you adapt to, to what's happening in the moment. And, and, and there was an exhausting time where just to go out was exhausting and, and – and You're talking scary. Like March, April. Yeah, exactly. March, April, and even and and, mm-hmm. and and even to and to be working in it was scary, and it was exhausting. Yeah, yeah. And I feel now like we're even though I know there's another wave about to crash, I kind of feel like this was a little bit of training. Where okay, well now we if we can make it through this and come out of this, here's the time. All right, let's fucking get to work now. We've we've had this little reprieve. We've had this little. We've had some time to do some inner work and to, and to think, or even to just drink it away and not remember a thing. The time we've had the time now is the time to, all right. And, and, and I'm not saying now is the time to rise up and change the world. I don't, like you say, this shit's unfolding, but now is the time to like have some hope through it, you know, and be able to float through it and not get completely crushed down and taken away by the undertow. And the basis of hope is adaptation. You know, and we're, we're designed to thrive. You know, as humans, we're designed to thrive. You know, obviously, this is like some next level thriving. We've never experienced anything like this because the basis of what we're thriving through is psychological. This is what I'm coming to terms with. This is what I'm like, okay, like, this isn't really about like a virus. This isn't really about like um, various levels of, of freedom and privacy and civil rights. This isn't about all that stuff. This is about like a mental warfare that's unfolding. There, there's these, these seeds being planted just, just constantly, boom, 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 one after another. And um, it, it's a mind control thing. And I don't mean to like lean hard into that conspiracy thing, but like if you're in any way aware there is this mechanism of of control and manipulation um even even like some baby boomers i know are seeing it they're seeing it in a different way but um and and what's happening is is like everyone is is taking these seeds and letting them bloom in their mind 
and there's millions and millions, maybe billions of people, because this is a global thing, which is like, we have to remember that, right. like this is a global thing. And um, there is this perpetual reality creation taking place. You get billions of people, millions of people to think one reality, that's going to be the reality that's unfolding on the earth. It's, it's again, that's a theory that that's, that's, you know, law of attraction, but it, it's, it's a law and I've seen it happen. I've seen the miracles of law of attraction unfold. And, and if you get enough, again, enough people moving in one direction with thoughts, that thought is going to remain, um, in motion. So it's, it's a matter of changing the way we think. Um, right now, so many people within the older generation, uh, the baby boomer generation are so terrified about what's going to happen in the fall. They're like, Oh, the fall and the winter, it's going to be a freak show. Like the, the, the virus is going to come back in full swing and, and you get millions of people thinking that, and you're going to fabricate that reality. And that, that's just one example, you know, but, um, well, to, you, and to, then you get the other, uh, then you get a couple more million of them believing it's a hoax. And then you have a war <laughs> going on yeah. at the grocery store. So that's a, yeah. That's a fascinating thing to look at. And I'm not saying everyone believing that coronavirus is going to fucking be in full swing in the, in the winter is they're not going to, I'm not saying like that reality is going to come about because they're all thinking it, but the, they're perpetuating a fear within the collective consciousness and this momentum of fear and confusion, we, like we need to stop those waves somehow. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah, there's yeah. no peace within the collective. And like, I remember when this first unfolded in April, like sitting with the collective consciousness, like at night, like in meditation was just like, holy shit. Like this is, we're never going to be the same. Yeah. It was Humanity's heavy. Humanity's never going to be I, I, so heavy, dude. So heavy. And we're just using our brains differently. This is like another theory I came to, like, is like thousands of years ago, we started using our hands differently to, to, you know, make tools and fucking cook food and all that shit. Now we're using our minds differently to navigate reality. And I think this interplays with the whole four or five, six dimensional realities, you know, and this is like the kind of like, merging of that concept in in the earthly realm because we're, we're, we're being forced to like oh, oh my god like figure out what is real fucking a year ago figuring out what was well a year ago figuring out what was real was pretty basic you know mm -hmm. yep. figuring out what was real 50 years ago was even more basic you know pre-fucking computers and shit you know 100 years ago it was like okay i open up the window and it's sunny outside and this is real and now it's like hold on like what, what is really happening out there in the world like this is this is confusing so the mechanism of our our limbic system the mechanism of how we obtain information and and memories and emotions is just being fucking i don't know man like it, it for some people it's being elevated and taken to a new level and for others it's being short-circuited so yeah. people uh, are melting down. <laughs> nevertheless, it's, it's an evolutionary thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like you say there, it's like you say, I mean, the message get, or the truth gets scrambled and, and, uh, you, you've got, you've got one, one group of people believing one truth and another group believing another truth. And the reality is it's probably somewhere in the middle, but nobody really wants to meet in the middle. It's, 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 I don't, I don't understand why we have this, this human tendency to, um, oppose each other instead of work together. I've thought about that. And, and I've, I've, there's a couple angles that I've, I've looked at this at is like, there is a natural primal thing to it. Like I I've sat and like watched birds. Um, and I just like sit and just like reflect and watch these birds. And I remember seeing this group of these blackbirds and this seagull, this like lone seagull. And he was like lost and shit. And like, he, he was like trying to like, like link up with these, these other crows. <laughs> and they were like attacking him and trying to get him to fucking kick rocks and get away. 
and it, and it like hurt my heart watching that. And I'm like, Oh dude, like he just needs some homies and like some support <laughs> to like, just get through, you know? And the, and his tribe is just telling him to fucking get lost. So like, there's this natural thing that is deeply coded in us to like tribe up and, and survive. I think, I guess it's a survival thing, but, um, I, 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 you, you throw in the hate stuff and you throw in like the, the, all that stuff and it, it becomes pathological. So, yeah, yeah. um, it's just a manipulation, but the, yeah, the, the other side of it was, um, the forces that may be, this is a theory that, that I, uh, someone shared with me, the forces that may be understand the divine nature of our consciousness. They understand that like we are these boundless infinite beings and they want to nullify that as much as possible because they know if we continue to expand our consciousness through whatever it may be like yoga, love, psychedelic plants, that we will be more aware than their agenda. So they, they destroy the oneness, they destroy the unity. And that's where this has been going on for a long, long time. That's when they started to apply the whole, um, the gender thing. You're gay, you're straight, you're black, you're white. The various other labels that go through within the human experience. And, um, in that way, we're, we're ununified. There is no oneness. And that's when the implementation of control can just fucking be really really put in there and um that one was fascinating to me um to really push the the labels i'm not really sure if i explained that one correctly but yeah. um yeah yeah and and actually no what when i'm i'm when i what it's almost like the the our consciousness has been put into this these this human body and this human body just has this natural reaction to label everything in categories. And so overcoming the human tragedy, you think that's the human tragedy, overcoming the human condition is to, to stop labeling. I don't know if it's to stop labeling or to label and continue and, and still see how everything fits together. Because I don't know that the, that, the human brain has the capacity to not categorize things it looks at. And, and I think it goes back to that survival thing because like, I, I, I you know, I, I brought that theory to the table of like the, the forces that may be like, they use the labels to control us, but we would label nevertheless, you know, if we were out, you know, living as tribes and stuff, right. But they kind of bring it to another level and, and make it a norm within schools and within the workplace. So, and, um, but I think there is like this, this natural thing to it that is based in survival and which is based in the de-evolution of our heart. Um, because when you're in a state of oneness that, um, is ignited by the heart, the other person is you. Yeah bottom line the other person is you it's just the reflection yes. of yourself so there is no reason to label you're gonna fucking judge the other person and and apply a harsh opinion towards what they are and, and what they do you're judging yourself homie like that's that's where we need to get is like any type of judgment you cast upon another person is a judgment within something you have not accepted in yourself you have not healed within yourself you have not integrated within yourself. You don't understand within yourself. And that's the bottom line when it comes to judgment and labels. But that is like, it's a hard thing to teach, yeah, you know, yeah. a hard thing to get someone to realize. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough to realize that the uh, thing you hate about someone else is the thing you hate most about yourself. <laughs> Usually. 100%. That's, that's the pinnacle of self-realization. And I know someone like yourself has reflected on that and been like, wow. Holy fuck, you know, jeez. Yeah. And it, it's hit me hard lately, that whole judgment thing of like, because it's so easy to judge people right now within this controlled opposition and, and um, to reflect and be like, wait a second, like, 
what am I not okay within me right now? And then you just kind of fucking, again, soften, come into your heart and be like, oh, okay. Like, it's, it's, they're, they're just showing me my blind spots. That reflection, that, that, uh, one of my favorite quotes, it's actually by Beethoven. He says, there, there's no loftier way to approach the Godhead than through the rays of humanity. So basically put like, you know, like Ramdas once said, like, the other person is God in drag. Yeah. Everyone you come in contact with is, is God. You look into the eyes of the other man or woman, you're looking into the eyes of God. That reflection, that grand mirror should just fucking put you in your place. Yeah. yeah. But um, this modern day world we live in is, is just this downward spiral and distortion of that grand mirror. I, th I think the answer is don't judge, love, right? 100%. Yeah. How do we, I, I guess, and I, and I guess the first step to, to not judging is to realize that you can't control other people maybe, and that you just have to start with you. You have to just what you and you have to make sure you are love and that you are feeling peace inside and in, in who you are. And, and I think that that's really what we have the control over. And then hopefully people, We'll see that and ask how to do. Like I don't know. Like I don't know how to really save the world. I I think we each have to just come at ourselves. Mm -hmm. For me, what it is is okay. How am I going to stop judging? How am I going to accept the world and the people in it for what it is? And what it comes down to is self love. And I don't like to use that word because it 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 it, it just gets misconstrued what i like to use is self-acceptance the capacity for you to accept yourself and hold empathy for yourself is your capacity to accept and hold empathy for others so it starts with us it's always started with us so it's like you do the self-work Th this is the fucking era of shadow work everyone get to work explore your shadow okay like like carl jung said you cannot become enlightened by imagining figures of light. You become enlightened by making the darkness conscious. Transgenerational trauma. What happened to your folks? What happened to their folks? What happened to their folks? Go down that rabbit hole. Work with the necessary people to clear your lineage is so critical. Because like we're, we're acting out in these, these deep imprints that we don't really understand, you know? And... Um, if you can't buckle down and do that transgenerational work, work hard on accepting yourself. The good, the bad, the flaws, the ugly, the shadow, the light, all of it. Every aspect of who you are, if you can accept yourself, you're going to accept the world and the people in it. It's not an easy thing to do, you know, like I, I just said all that shit and, and it's just like, I, I get it, you know, easier said than done, but that's the basis of it for me. Well, I think it's easy if you to do it yourself and, and, and come to it yourself. The hard part is when, when people around you and people you love resist it. And that's when it kind of gets frustrating when it's like, when, when you're seeing other people in pain and, and you know, it's just because of their, because of the, the control they're under. Um, I don't even know if it's by anybody in particular, just by their past or, or whatever it is. Um, like for, for instance, um, uh, one of Holly's, uh, great aunts has passed away recently and she's been, and they, they discovered some stuff on the birth certificate and she's been doing research into like family and she's been uncovering some shit that she is finding amazing. And when she talks to her mom about it, don't dare tell your grandma mm. that we don't, mm. don't tell me this. This isn't the way it is. This is jive with the family history. <laughs> I've always been. And, yeah. and it's like, no, this is way cooler than the family history you've been taught. Why are you accepting this? And they just that, that older generation just is like, nope, this is this that's not the truth. Basically, the truth is not the truth. And it's just funny that, but but I can see the healing just in in Holly where she's mm -hmm. like like holy shit explains so much. One hundred percent. That that's the transgenerational trip I'm talking about. Like that that is so important to do. And, and it's, it's not as like, 
you can look at it as a, as a woo woo perspective. And, um, it, 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 the bottom line is trying to keep this surface level. I'm not trying to go deep with it. I'm trying to make this digestible for everyone, but, um, emotion is energy in motion. Okay. Uh, emotions need to move. Energy needs to move. If it doesn't, it gets locked up in our bodies, creates illness, creates mental health issues, so on and so forth. So our ancestors get locked up like that. It passes on. If we're going to sit here and say cancer is, is genetic and, and diabetes is genetic, that energy in motion that needed to move is genetic as well. So it, it, it gets passed down and it get pass, gets passed down. And through each generation, the environment our folks create for us reignite and, and uproot all that into our world and into our being. And it, and it becomes a, an environmental behavioral thing. So like a lot of our, a lot of the narratives that we live out are not our narratives. They're, they're, they're generational narratives and it's, it's the work to do that. And like all shamans, they work with ancestors. That, that's, that's it. That's, that's who they work with. Our ancestors are our closest thing to spirit. That's our, our quickest access to spirit. And, and our ancestors are supposed to help us along our way. There, there are, there are muses, there are teachers, there are guides, you know, and we have angels and we have other ascended masters that are our guides, but like the quickest access and the, 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 the best way to work with spirit is through your ancestors. And the problem is, is the, the ancestral pool has been contaminated with, with so much pain. So we have these ancestors that have all this unrepressed emotions and anger and are basically stuck in a, in an in-between point. They, they haven't made it to the light and they're stuck in the, the middle point and they are working their traumas. They're working their unresolved issues through us. And that's what karma is. Karma, depending on what school of thought you, you approach it as is, um, and I've most definitely adopted this school of thought is karma is just our ancestors working their shit through us, whether it's good shit or bad shit. And, um, it's our job to look at, Hey, like, where's my shadow? Where's my pain? How can I trace this back? And if you can't trace it back, cause a lot of people can't trace it back cause they just don't really not tied into their lineage. You can approach it on a surface level and, and just what do I feel? What are the emotions here? And, and simply feel them in their entirety. And, and I'm, I'm talking like sit there and fucking cry. Yeah. Find a support group that lets you express your emotions and like energy in motion. Let the, the energy unfold, you know? But um, it's the era of shadow work. And, and I, I think too, I think too, a lot of, um, the ancestors, I believe, are have have been cut off. Uh, mm. the, the, the stories aren't being passed on anymore. There are way too many distractions yeah. in the world with with social media and television and any media, anyway, where where family lineage is no longer passed on. And in fact, I would say with baby boomers, it's changed because like they the story they tell is is the whitewashed version uh, that they've removed all the bullshit mm -hmm. out of the past, out of the family history. And, and now there's just nothing like, like who, like right. what, what uh, millennial knows anything about their family history and their ancestors. So you can totally you almost agree. feel the ancestors in the past. Like, like you can feel this unrest where they're like locked in right. somewhere and unable to get through. Yeah. That, that's such a fucking good point. Like, for example, like, um, I'm working with, my grandfather's right now with, with, uh, with a guide, with a teacher, a therapist, whatever you want to call them. And, um, I know nothing about them. I know nothing about my grandfather. My father never spoke a word about his father to me, not a word. And I know that's due to like pain and anger and like bless his heart, you know, but I know nothing about that side of my family. Just until lately, I, here I am fucking 36 years old, like just kind of like 
looking into that window of my lineage. My mother the same. Not, never spoke a word about her father. So there is this tremendous disconnect between our ancestors, and, and I think it, it limits our potential as humans. Like, if you want to reach your highest potential, I think there needs to be some sort of harmony between our ancestors in some way or another. And, um, ooh, that's a fucking crazy <laughs> theory right there that just came to me. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, oh man, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very adamant about that. Like, I think there's so much potential for healing and, and potential for reaching your highest potential if you just line out your family constellation and just simply put, bring in light and, and, and harmony into that tree and, and, well, and, and you have to accept that there was a lot of pain. That's just human. That's just being human. So of course there all the, like, there's just pain through our family tree. Right. You know, of course there is like, that's, I mean, look at your own life. Mm-hmm. Of course there's pain in every single life. So but we, it doesn't need to be trapped and it doesn't need to be hidden. It needs to be understood so we can understand like, and you're, you're, you're blowing my mind too. Like I'm like, when we hang up, I got a lot of thinking <laughs> to do. Um, I don't even know how to, I gotta, like, I don't even know how to unpack and start processing all this. I don't know if it's a good thing that we talk every couple of years or <laughs> if we should be talking more. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking heads would be spinning, you know. It, it's, um, there's a quickening to everything. There's a quickening to how we're evolving as humans and it's it's brutal, it's beautiful, it's 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 hard to keep up with but um you show up each day you will be guided i i believe that like there is i hate to use the word the veil is thin but there the veil is is thin in terms of if you sit and you listen you'll be able to hear things that's that's kind of like what it is right now the voices can be heard and I'm not talking like crazy voices. I'm talking like the guidance because like they want to guide us. You feel it. You feel really it. Bad. Yeah. And even like the earthly voices, like the, the voices of women, the voices of African-Americans, you know, like, like that's that whole, I'm very passionate about that topic of women uprising. Like the, the future's feminine. The, the, the world will be saved by the Western woman. Like all this stuff that's happening right now with with women, this whole thing of of men being exposed in regards to abusing their power in the face of women, is just gives me the goosebumps. And like it, it's it's calling me to, I don't really know exactly, but it, it's it's basically rewriting the narrative of how we approach and respect women. And. Um, that's that's a whole other topic. Yeah, well, it's to, a, it's the same thing as letting into. your letting your ancestors speak their pain. Um, the voices of women and people of color have also been oppressed and pushed down and 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 hidden, and we need to let, hear those voices as well and 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 acknowledge mm. the pain that those lives have endured. Yeah, yeah, so that we can acknowledge. Everything like you, like you, it's like it's that, that's how we come to truth. Like, you can't just get this theory and stick with it. Like, there's way more to everything. Yeah, the, the pain body of the collective is, is coming to a tipping point right now, and it's 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 such a just a beautiful thing to experience right now. It's again, it's 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 really kind of uncomfortable, but. If um, you can find that somewhat of a space of compassion, you can get through it. Because if your compassion wavers, guess what? You're going to feel fucking angry. You're going to feel fucking confused. You're going to feel depressed. And um, the medicine is compassion. The medicine is connection. And and that's it. Bottom line. Yep. Man, thanks so much for talking with me today. I, I, I hope that you will continue doing your Instagram posts because I find so much, um, I just get energized by them and I feel these sparks. I, I've felt 
pretty um, blah and and I don't want to, like dead inside, but just I just been having a hard time getting motivated or or even speaking about anything uplifting. And then I I see the stuff you're posting, and it's like, damn, he's on, and it always lifts me up. Fuck, man, thank you so much. That, that honestly means a lot because it's like it's my ego is still up in the mix. You know, it's still like. I'm comfortable, but I'm not comfortable. I'm judging myself. People are, other people are judging me. You know what I mean? It's still, I'm not fully empowered. So it's like, it's, it's always like this nerve wracking thing of like, um, they're going to see me in, in my uh, rawness, you know, and especially I mean, when. You, yeah, well, that's what we need. Your voice is necessary. <sighs> means a lot, brother. Like your reflection, your friendship, your brotherhood, like, Always, man. Like I remember when we when we first connected years ago, I just felt something, dude. Like I, I saw your message, I saw your picture. I'm like, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. <laughs> I know this guy from someplace, you know, like that feeling. So, yeah. well, I, and yeah, I, well, well, and when we are face to face, looking at you is like looking at me, which is looking at God. So there you go. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. All right, man. We'll Beautiful. talk soon. I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all along Ain't got no one to love me No place to call my home 